Hello, you're listening to Mastering Alchemy's Best. These live recorded classes offer tools, tips, and concepts to open possibilities and expand opportunities in your life. Take a moment with us to settle in, reset, and enjoy. Hello, welcome. Very nice to be here as always. So this is exciting. A lot of people want to know about clairvoyance, clairsentience, clairaudience. And the really funny thing is, you know all about it. Came with the body. You've been using it all your life. Maybe you haven't had a definition of how to use it. So we'll play here in this context today. Let's see if we can kind of make this enjoyable and fun. So it's a very interesting thing about you or aspect of you is that you were born with all of these skills that are called psychic or spiritual abilities or however you wish to label them came with the body and to a great extent you use them all the time do you use them to the level that you have heard other people using them these skills these abilities that you have are really very useful when used, when understood, and actually when are defined in a way that makes sense. But for the most part, we don't have a good definition of what they are or how they work. For example, in a few minutes when we talk about clairvoyance, people think that means I should see the same way I see with my eyes open when my eyes are closed. And I should be able to see into the future and should be able to know a lot of things. Actually, you use this skill clairvoyance as an example all the time. And what that word means, clairvoyance, translates into clear seeing, just simply clear seeing. So if I was to ask you, you know, do you remember when you grew up, you had a house and in the house, you had a bedroom. In the house, you had something that was pretty interesting. In fact, maybe the bedroom, do you remember what color the wall was? Probably. Do you, do, you, do you remember what the front of the house looked like? Was the driveway on the right side or the left side? Now, with those kind of silly, simple questions, did you see where the driveway was? Did you see the color of the bedroom? Oh, no. That's not clairvoyance. That's just memory, people say. No, it's clairvoyance. I am seeing clearly a memory. The memory is the picture, but being able to see the picture is what's called clairvoyance. Now, does it have a lot more depth to that? Sure. But it's basically when you begin to have a clearer sense of definition, and begin to understand how it works and why it works and why it doesn't work, then you begin to change the dynamics of an awful lot of things. One of the things that we have a tendency to do in this life is we trust information that is provided to us. We don't validate it. We just simply trust it. My friend told me. I heard it on the news of Google said. And 
without really pausing in present time. I'm going to use that reference a number of times. Present time, right now, pausing and saying, does this make sense? And often we don't. We just simply accept what is presented to us. And then it's interesting because how we have all grown up and how we've developed ourselves, not everybody, but many, is we simply have a set of beliefs about how things work. One of the specific beliefs we have is about time. So time is really significant into who you are and how you think you are and how you think the world works. So one of the things that we do is we believe that time is linear, past, present, future. My watch goes forward, doesn't go backwards. And we also believe that when something happens in the past, it is done. It happened, can't change it, which is not correct, but it's a belief that we hold. So when you basically believe that you progress through life, the past is not changeable, and basically you are the sum total of all the information and experiences that you have created and passed through. We have a tendency to accumulate a lot of information. Every minute of the day, we add another piece to our past list. And we begin to make decisions based on the similarities of what's in front of me to something that's behind me. Well, this looks like that, the thing that happened once upon a time. So therefore, it must be plus or minus that same kind of thing. Now, just kind of think about that for a minute or just uh, look at that for a minute. All these things that have happened in my past, I don't pay any attention to them. I accumulate them. I put them in my backpack. And when something pops up that's similar to something else in my past, I quite often just actually unconsciously say, well, that's it. It rained one day when it was like this. It probably will rain today. We don't pay attention. We don't observe in this context I'm pointing to. We assume and we build a model based on the things that we've done in the past. When you start to play with these skills of clairvoyance, clairsentience, telepathy, clairaudience, transmediumship, there's a whole list of them. There are numbers of them that are more fundamental to each of us. Primary, clairvoyance being one of them, clairsentience being another one. Clairsentience is that feeling. I have this feeling. It simply means clear feeling. But quite often the feeling is not clear. So again, just like the memory, what color was the wall, what side of the house was the driveway, I see that and I can say fairly clearly it was on the left or right. But when it comes to feelings, it gets very interesting because one of your primary spiritual psychic abilities is this clairsentience. Many learn how to navigate the world by feeling where they are in relationship to the world and also where they are in relationship to others and 
how are those others perceiving me? So let's start with clairsentience, clairsentience. How that mechanically happens, I'm going to make an assumption you all know about chakras. So the second chakra in the kind of right about where the belly button is, has a little device in it. We'll call it a little technology. It's like a sonar machine. And it sends out a pulse from day one. And it bounces off of the world, but particularly humans. And it asks a very specific question. What is that feeling? And so it sends it out and it bounces off a human being and it comes back and the feeling is mad, glad, sad, happy. And I have gained a perspective of how the world is around me. That's what the little kid does. And that little sonar machine works perfectly. And the question is, what is that feeling? When you watch little children, they're always absorbing. And one of the primary things they're using is this sense of feeling. We'll get to seeing in a moment, but this sense of feeling the world. In early stages, real early stages, plus the, especially if they're present and playful and have a non-threatening world, they are constantly touching and feeling and looking around and absorbing. But that same child in a, a non-functional space or a space that has a lot of drama, challenge in it, where there may be adults that are a little off balance, a little dysfunctional, what happens is we're constantly picking up that sense of those feelings of the other people. And in that process, one of the things that happens, we begin to discern between emotions and feelings. Now, people ask the question, what's the difference? Quite often, but there's a big difference. But for this purpose, we're just going to make it not a truth, but just a simple reference point. Emotions are erratic vibrations that are a little off. Anger, rage, resentment, jealousy, judgment. When you feel those vibrations, there is a, you get your attention. It's not comfortable. It's not smooth. It's something that's not okay. Feelings are vibrations like appreciation, gratitude, happy, laughter, respect, dignity. Vibrations that don't have edges to them. Again, not a truth, just a piece of information. So that little kid begins to discern around what I feel good about, what I like, what I can smile and what I need to be aware of or pay attention to a little bit more or makes me unhappy. Parents yelling at one another, child doesn't like that a whole lot. That vibration is too disruptive to their stability. But one of the things that happens in a dysfunctional family, plus or minus, we get knocked off balance quite a bit. Often, have you ever had the experience where you were unsure of I'm not quite sure whether I can go here or not go here. Or I want to say something, but I'm not sure it's going to be received well. 
in that little kid, that clairsentience, that second chakra, is constantly on, sending that little pulse out. What is that feeling? And it comes back very clearly. This is the, it's an emotion, it's a feeling. But in a dysfunctional reality where uncertainty gets created, doubt gets created, that question has gotten changed somewhat. The machine works, sends out the pulse, but the question is what's gotten changed. What is that feeling? All of a sudden becomes, what is that feeling about me? So that person over there that's mad, they're now mad at me. Uh, that uncomfortableness is about me. Uh, just take a breath, think about that. Have you ever had an, a doubt? I wasn't sure, I, or I didn't have a sense of permission to open my mouth. I, I kind of have withdrawn or avoided. A lot of that is just basically that second chakra working perfectly with a question that has been altered. And that person who grows up with the past being their guidepost, that gets somewhat challenging because in my past, these things have happened and the circumstance I'm stepping into looks similar to that past that was uncomfortable. Clairsentience, it has great value when it's used in the question, what is that feeling or what is that emotion in order to know what it is. But quite often we are in reaction. We're not in choice, we're in reaction. Oh, I don't like that, so I'm going to not go there. Have you ever had circumstances where you have avoided the world around you because I was uncertain? I didn't know what was going to happen. I hesitate. A lot of that is about this ability that you have called clairsentience. Something that is not too challenging to change around and begin to create a perspective that allows you to use it as a skill. And we'll get there in a little bit. Then there's another skill that a lot of you have that's a fun skill, except your mother probably told you it was terrible. Stop doing that. And that's called telepathy. Uh, it's two kinds of telepathy. Broadband telepathy, really a good skill for a lot of people, speakers, teachers. Narrowband telepathy is the one where you finish people's sentences. Anybody do that? Finish people's sentences. And a lot of times the mother says, stop that, that's not polite. And so you, you begin to do that. But in order to stop that, you have to rearrange your alignments. You have to rearrange how you do a lot of things. What happens in that nature of telepathy, narrowband telepathy, is you align with somebody in a particular way. So if I like you, and you like me, and we're in conversation, and we're having a really good conversation, and it's kind of fun, and we're enjoying it, quite often you'll start to finish my sentence. I'll start to finish your sentence. 
It's called a matching energy. It's I like you because you're like me. What happens also is a great place to play. If you are standing in front of somebody, if you begin to stand like they stand, their hands on their hip, you just quietly put your hand on your hip. They're leaning on their left foot, you lean on your left foot. Standing in front of them, kind of saying hello, kind of matching their position. Narrow band telepathy is about simply becoming one with someone else, in that manner of speaking. And all of a sudden, I know what you're going to say. It's a great skill I've learned over a lot of years, and particularly when we do conferences and there's lots of people who want to have conversation. And they start off the conversation by, I have a question, but let me tell you my story first. And there's 12 other people standing there with their question and story. And so matching, kind of standing, lining up standing-wise, also matching your crown chakra to their crown chakra. But when I'm aligned with you energetically, and I'm aligned with you physically, and I'm using that skill, not only do I generally know the next word you're going to say, I know the next sentence. And all of a sudden, it begins to be some of the other skills kick in, and you start to see where this is going. And very quickly, you can say, I, I bet your question is, and that's always fascinating, because it's like, oh, wow, how did you know? Well, because these skills. So take another breath. Let's talk clairvoyance here for a second, too. Clairvoyance is ability to see clearly, that ability to see your house, see your driveway, see the color of your wall. Right now, what does your bedroom look like? I don't mean the socks that are kicked under the bed, or maybe. Just notice that as soon as I said, what does your bedroom look like? You moved, positive, you looked, and there was an image of your bedroom. Is the bed in front of the door, or is it on the side of the bedroom? Is it facing the door, or is it facing away from the door? Now, right here, the tendency is, well, I sleep in my bedroom every night, and I know how my bedroom's laid out. So I know, I have a memory, I have an awareness, I've been there a lot of times. But nonetheless, when the question is asked, a picture comes up. Now it's useful because it comes up all the time. Topic changes in a conversation, you're able to see the conversation change. It begins to talk about something else, you're able to see the something else. But I, I don't see that, is what people say. I, I mean, I hear you, but I don't see that. That initial picture is in that present time instant, there it is. But what we do is we are always in motion. And so we don't observe quietly and then wait for the next picture to show up. We're leaning into where are they going next with this part of the conversation? We're thinking. We're very active in the brain. So more often than not, 
when it comes to clairvoyance particularly. You're too busy moving away from what is being presented to see what is being presented. So that gets me back to time, just being real simple here. We're so used to relying on our past to give us information about our future that we literally miss the picture in present time. In this present time, say, wait, that one's gone. This present, oh wait, that one's gone. See, present time is when you're looking at it in linearness, present time just always falls immediately into the past. It, it's like I'm running track down the field and I'm passing all of the markers they're going into my past. But that's not really how time works. In fact, it's an interesting thing because we believe that we're moving through time. I'm getting older. Uh, my clock's moving forward. I'm moving through time. But when you begin to get quiet and you begin to recognize what present time is, quiet begins to be very much right now. And yeah, the clock continues to move, but you don't. I'm quiet. I'm present. I'm aware of being right here, right now. I'm not thinking about yesterday. I'm not thinking about dinner. I'm not thinking about tomorrow. I'm not thinking about my rent. I'm simply right here. And where you're sitting, right here, we're just sitting, kind of having an engagement. Nothing else is going on. We're just sitting, being right here. What makes that interesting in a lot of ways, there's more to this, but in simple terms, you don't pass through time. Time passes through you. So if you get really quiet and you can begin to just get very present, what you begin to be aware of is what's coming to you. Now, this is where that clairvoyance gets very interesting because I'm no longer looking at what I know or assume to project my information into what's probably going to happen. I begin to get to a place where I ask a question, how does this work, whatever the topic is? Or in, as time is moving to me, how would I like to use what is coming towards me to basically create what I want? Interesting question. What do you want? A question that most people can't answer. Oh, I want a car, I want a house, I want... No, no, that's... What do you want? And when you start to answer that question, I want to be happy. I want to enjoy myself. I want to be able to create, have friends, have a lot of fun, play right here. I don't want to worry. I don't want a lot of things that happened in my past to actually happen in my future. But what happens is when I can't get that awareness of being quiet and being in present time, these skills that we're talking about, don't really support me 
because if I can't pause long enough to see or hear or be able to observe somebody in front of me, then I miss it. Make any sense, anybody? I miss it. So you've got a tremendous amount of skills. I think there's 16, 18 of them that are available to you. And we're just touching on a couple of them. Tomorrow we'll play with something called transmediumship. <laughs> the ability to get into a body when you're born and the ability to get out of the body when you die. But we'll talk about what happens in between that time tomorrow. That's for tomorrow. So going back to the space clairvoyance and how it all plays out, would you take a breath and then let's just see what we can create. Now, let's start with this simple alignment. Would you, even with your eyes open for a minute, if you close them, fine, but if your eyes are still open, would you take a breath again? Be aware of the breath. See, a lot of times I'll say, take a breath, and it's like, <sighs> okay, now what? But just take a breath and notice the breath. And then would you be aware of being quiet? Now, quiet is simply not thinking right here. Would you just allow your thinker to be quiet? And another breath usually works really well right here. See, the body knows you're in present time because you're breathing. You'll be amazed at how little breathing most people actually do because they're in the future or they're in the past. And then the body takes a really deep breath. What it's really saying is, are you coming back? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What were we talking about now? Got it. You say often. But right here, quiet. A little quieter. Now, without really even moving, would you be aware of your feet on the floor or in the position that they're in? If you're not sitting with your feet on the floor, just be aware of where your feet are. And would you, without moving, just be aware that your butt is sitting on the chair and there's the weight of the body right there, just noticing. See in quiet, present time, right now, taking a breath, you begin to notice. But in this linear time, I'm hurrying to get to and avoiding where I was. So we miss a lot right here. Quiet, 
present. Nothing to do. I'm just sitting in a chair. Now, would you allow a memory, a, a, a neutral or a positive memory, to come into your awareness? Now, also notice before I even finish that there was the memory. But would you just kind of notice the memory, allow it to come up? And then would you look at it? You know, in other words, see it. Who is the person? What is the setting? What is the landscape? Is it a city? Is it on the beach? What is the memory? How many people? It's female or male? What color is the clothes that that person's wearing? Do you have a side question? Do you have a feeling about one person? That's a different feeling about another person when you look at them in the memory. Now, there's no right answer, so you can't be, can't mess this up. It's just, we're just looking. Is there a memory when you were in your 20s? Where were you? Off well, college, had a job, 20s. What is that memory? Now, as you're looking at that memory, more likely than not, another memory pops up. Kind of, well, that happened and all this happened too. And then it starts to connect to the tangents. It's like something reminds me of something that reminds me of something. But would you just look at the memory? In fact, can you go back to the first in that little string of memories? How old were you? Now, that's a trick question, because all of a sudden, how old were you? It's not something you're looking at, but one of two things happens. Either the rational mind jumps in and says, well, let me think about it. I think I was. The think is the operative word. Or you simply know. It's just there. Was 27. Yeah, another breath. Now, what happens here at this place, we're just being really simple. What happens here is you just begin to, in present time now, allow those pictures to show up and recognizing I'm being clairvoyant not some deep thing. I'm not going to win the lottery from this place. 
right here. I'm not thinking about that. So, but right here, I'm able to basically see a memory. And the seeing part is the picture that I'm looking at. Now, what can happen here is in a positive memory that has a lot of motion in it. It was like, you know, a great date or I got married or something exciting. What we do is we see the picture and then we attach an emotion or a feeling happy to a positive picture, let's just say memory that's got a challenge to it. There's a emotions that come up for that. But when you begin to play right here in this very simple space, there's a lot that begins to become available. Much of that is we have accumulated a lot of baggage, a lot of thoughts, lots of memories, things that we don't see as exciting or positive. And they have an emotion attached to them also. And I, and I generally don't like those emotions. So I don't go and look at those kind of things. But remember at the beginning, I said that what we do is we accumulate experience moment by moment. And then we begin to allow that accumulated information to be what structures our future present time moments. I like the ocean, so I only live by the ocean. So we create constructs that if this, then that, but a lot of those constructs are created out of avoidance. Avoidance. Because I didn't like that memory. I didn't, I didn't like those emotions. I didn't like what happened. But they don't, they're still there. And one of the things that we do with those is we kind of make a deal with them. We kind of say to the rational mind, Look, I'm going to put them behind me and I don't want to ever look at those again, those, those things that were uncomfortable. And I don't want anybody else to see them particularly. And so I'll make a deal. I won't go and I won't think about those. I won't remember those. I'll avoid them. And if you don't bring them up to me again, if you don't let them float to the surface, I won't look at them anymore. And so we continue to build on them, begin, they didn't go away. Remember two months ago, we talked about duality and last month we talked about law of attraction. So here is where this starts to come together. These spiritual abilities, psychic abilities. What if you could basically recognize how they work and you could begin to look at 
some of the things that in fact you don't want to look at without the emotion attached to it. You know, some of the things that you're embarrassed about or you are guilty about or uh, you blame yourself for, would you like to have those gone? Would you like to just clear them out of that backpack and gone? Now, that's not a difficult thing to do, but if it's in the same manner of how I've always done what I've always done, then it doesn't work really well because I, I don't want to look at those things. I, I don't want to feel those again. I don't want to hear what he, she was saying. So I'm just going to avoid those memories. Now take another breath because we're just really being simple. So if I could begin to recognize and play with my clairvoyance, my ability to see clearly. Now, we're just talking about memories, but what if you could begin to look at a future present time moment that you are going to live next week, let's say, and you were able to start to see how you would like it and begin to create it how you see it and then be able to kind of put that out there in the future this is what I want kind of similar to how this is what I don't want that I put in my backpack and begin to recognize that I can create what I want I can see it, I can feel it, I can shape it, I can allow it to come to me. Would that be interesting? So let's just play with that on a real simple basis because See, when you begin to recognize that there are other definitions to these spiritual abilities, there's other capacities to them, and you begin to recognize the choices of how they are applied, you start to begin to allow yourself to position yourself in a place that what you would like to happen, happens. You know, just hear that softly. I'm not selling you anything. It just begins to be, I can choose differently than I have chosen to this point. So all the, all the knowledge that I have, the mom, dad, teacher, minister, best friend, have all said, well, this is how it works, of course. And what we've done is said, Okay. Okay. And then build our life on top of that. So take a breath. Now, let's just play here with your clairvoyance. 
in your mind. Well, let's even do better than that. Right out in front of you, oh, about 12 inches, 15 inches, I think that's 30 centimeters. There is, you use this all the time, it's like a television screen, a reading screen, a monitor. If you just allow it to be there, and what we're going to do is we're going to begin to create what we want and begin to see what we want to create. We're going to be really ridiculously simple. And we're going to play with one skill creating and decreating. Creating something that we would like to see and then undoing it. Because when you live in the process of past, present, future, the concept of undoing what you created doesn't play a big role. Past, it's stuck, I did it, it's done, I can't change it. But what if you could? So right here, would you remember, let's play with a memory, do you remember what a red rose looks like? Have you ever seen a red rose? Kind of in the garden, at the supermarket, in a vase, just a single red rose. Now, we're going to create it right out here in front of you on this screen. Now, you, you may say, I, I, I don't know how to do that. Perfect. Would you first remember a red rose? And then would you take that red rose and would you just kind of bring it right into present time? Just put it right out in front of you, right where you're looking in front of you. Now, this is not challenging. We're just playing. It's not serious. We're just playing. So maybe the red rose has a green stem, might have two leaves, three leaves on it. It's 50% open. It's very pretty. Red is very bright. Kind of makes you smile, maybe, if you look at it. Do you like this? Yeah, I like this. And then what I'd like you to do is deconstruct it. And in this way, we're just going to do it really simply. It's as if you just explode it. It's like fireworks at a celebration. Just basically look at the rose and explode it into those fireworks. Now, we're just playing. You're trying to create something. Unawareness is what we're creating. And then would you recreate that same rose? Green stem, couple of leaves, maybe 50% open. And then would you explode it again? Now, sometimes people say, oh, it's so pretty, I can't explode it. Yeah, you can. See, you can create and undo and recreate 
the same or differently part of your spiritual abilities. We'll get to that one a little bit more tomorrow. Creating and disrupting, undoing, and recreating. Think of it like the little kid who builds with blocks and they keep building and you know they're going to tumble over, they're going to crash, and he goes a little bit higher and he gets more exciting and then all of a sudden, oh no, crash. And everybody laughs. And then he does it again. She makes it bigger. Then crashes again. See, that little kid doesn't have any challenge there. It's more than happy to create and let it fall apart and create something better. See, you're still that little kid. All we're doing is remembering how you did it. That's it. Nothing too serious. Another breath. And would you create rose again? And what color would you like the rose to be? And then explode it. And this time, would you create a white rose? And then explode that rose. And a yellow rose. Explode that rose. How about a blue rose? And then just explode that rose. Now, all you're doing is just kind of playing and having fun. What you're really doing is re-stimulating your clairvoyance. You're also beginning to re-stimulate something else that's in that sixth chakra, center of your head, is the ability to create a geometric shape, spatial design. Creating in my mind and being able to adjust instantly in present time. Now, as simple as this sounds, where we're just playing, what begins to happen is a number of things. You begin to recognize, I can do this. It's not complicated at all. There's no real deep purpose to what we're doing here other than doing it. I can simply change it if I'd like to change it. I have permission to change it. That might sound insignificant, but see this word permission is all about you. It's not about anybody else. You have permission. But just like clairvoyance and many of these other spiritual abilities, they were taken away as a kid. I don't give you permission. Okay, I won't do that then, we say. Now, another breath. Being really simple. Can you remember hmm, maybe hanging out with people when you were young, somebody that you enjoyed, a friend, maybe a couple of friends? Did you notice you just 
saw the picture as soon as I asked. There's a picture. Now your rational mind jumps in and says, okay, let me think about it. So we've, the picture has already been passed. But would you just remember in pictures a circumstance with one or two friends? And it was fun. You enjoyed yourself. As you're looking at it from the standpoint of enjoying yourself, would you feel the feeling? See, there's that clairsentience. I'm having a memory, and it was a pleasant memory with this or these people, and I'm feeling the experience. Now, okay, really simple, not, not trying to fix anything. I see and I feel. Maybe there's another one. Would you kind of, don't think hard, you know, maybe when you were in school or maybe uh, your first year of marriage, maybe on a date, maybe something your child did. You know, notice as I just point to things, pictures come up. Now, right here, one of the things happens is you're going too fast, or I didn't see it. Oh, I must be doing it wrong. That must be doing it wrong thing. You ever notice how often we go to I must be doing it wrong versus I must be doing it right? Or this is exciting. Isn't this interesting? Oops, it's not working. So let me step back and try it again. Those concepts of allowing something to just unfold may not be exactly as I want it, but I didn't fail. I'm just going to step back and look at it again. But right here, another memory, enjoyable memory. And would you look at it now? Here's a distinction. Would you look at the picture, the memory, rather than remember the memory? One is in the past, and one is, it's as if you have a little photograph right in your hand, and I'm looking at the photograph. And as you're looking at the photograph, there's a, a memory, a feeling that comes up. Would you kind of just feel the feeling, positive feeling? If it's a not a positive feeling, just notice that too. We're not, we're not looking deeply here. We're just playing. Just another breath. And in this next breath, would you just relax? A lot of work creating pictures. <laughs> relax, just simply relax. Right in present time, would you be aware of yourself sitting in a chair? And would you be quiet? No thinking. 
And would you give yourself permission to just sit in the chair? No place to go, nothing broken, nothing to fix. I'm just sitting here. In fact, can you find the feeling, let's say, enjoying myself? Can you create an attention point, a feeling called enjoying? And then can you feel enjoying, relaxed, comfortable, maybe? Now, each one of those words, relaxed, comfortable, enjoying, has a vibration to it that is comfortable, is smooth, makes you smile very possibly. At a minimum, it says I'm okay. Would you just notice? Now, as simple as this is, everything we're focusing on are your spiritual abilities to create. Everything we've said is around these spiritual abilities. As you get into present time, and begin to choose, comfortable, relaxed, whatever the choice is, you begin to notice a feeling, an alignment, maybe a thought. Again, in the simple terms, that's creation. You are creating. You are simply assembling an alignment of energy that has a vibration, we'll call it a feeling or an emotion. You're creating a image and you're organizing it. Now, it's really the fundamentals of how you function as a spiritual being. You've been doing it the entirety of your life. But very seldom do we move into a present time alignment, a different alignment of time, to be able to look at what's going on in and around me and be able to choose the result the outcome, the creation, on my terms, how I would like to have this unfold. Now, what happens is I have so much dependency on my past telling me what's right or wrong or good or bad. There's those dualities again. What fits or doesn't fit and how much permission I have been given by others to create my life. It's like, wow, that's pretty limiting. My past and what everybody else has told me, and then where I have permission or, or, or don't recognize I have permission, and then whatever's left on the plate, that's what I'll create for myself.
what if that's not the way it was supposed to be? And so as we begin to play with these spiritual abilities, these simple place we're just starting, I'll be really aware a lot more has happened right here where we're playing than just creating a blue rose. Would you take a breath and would you just, again, relax, just notice yourself. Are you a little quieter? Have you more or less stopped thinking about things outside of this moment? Can you find that feeling that feels good to you? Maybe happy, maybe comfortable, pleased with yourself. It's very simple. And then there's something else that's just happened that happens all the time when you get into this present time, quiet, comfortable space. Let's just call it comfortable. I like me. I do not have my attention on what I don't want or the noise. You see, when I begin to get into a space that is this quiet, comfortable space, something happens. Everything unlike this space I'm sitting begins to be disrupted. Everything that's lesser than I like me simply begins to no longer hold together as it was constructed in the past. And a lot of that I'm not okay that's in my past, a lot of the energy in my backpack, a lot of the anxiety or stress or off-balances, let's call it, better word, that's in my space that just is like, eh, I'm not okay today. I don't feel quite together. A lot of that energy, and we're going to talk about this tomorrow quite a bit, is not you. It's not yours. It was never yours. Have you ever had somebody say, you're not okay? Well, that's a stupid thing. Why would you do it? How can you think that? Oh, I'm sorry. And what we just did is give up our seniority to another being, another person. And that energy of what a stupid thing you just did just wound up in your space. You ever have somebody scold you or kind of make fun of you or embarrass you? See, that energy still sits in your space. That's in a way, transmediumship will call that too. Somebody else's energy in your space doesn't belong to you. But right here in this very simple, create a rose and explode the rose, happy, comfortable with myself, take another breath. I like me. 
thing that you don't know is that energy that doesn't belong to you begins to dissipate. And it leaves. Now, not all of it, not the heavy magnetic part of it, but a lot of the just simple things that happen. You're going to find that you were off balance in a situation and you just, in life, walked through a situation that had nothing to do with you at all, but you defined it as, oh, my fault. Oh, that, I, I, I did something wrong. What if you did not? What if you were just passing through a space that had that kind of energy and you because I always do something wrong, of course. I must be doing something wrong here, too. Now, you're the advanced wise ones on the planet, so you probably wouldn't ever do anything like that. But you may know somebody. But what if, just getting into your present time space and beginning to see clearly and beginning to feel more clearly, I have the ability to begin to discern what is mine and what is not mine. And the thing about the not mine, it's not yours. That's pretty great because it just simply, when you recognize linear time is not what you think it is, or it has another choice, let's call it that, all of a sudden, the ability to recognize a lot of blame, guilt, worry, anxiety, stress has nothing to do with you at all. Nothing. So what if I could take this rose and begin to play with it and then change it into something, use it in another fashion? What if I could say to this rose, collect up that energy that's not mine? And then watch the rose. Sometimes it gets bigger. Sometimes it changes color. But it will always say, if you watch it, I'm done. I've collected up that energy that is not mine. And then the permission to simply knock your blocks over or explode the rose basically is a different dynamic than what they told me was how life works. Very simple. The application of two skills, clairvoyance and clairsentience, seeing and feeling. Oh, there's more clairaudience and telepathies. They all come into play as hearing the truth, my truth, what is right for me, that internal guidance system in the heart, being able to discern. What if, by turning on these skills, remembering these skills, using these skills, your ability to basically choose differently, to navigate what's in front of you and where you are comes into play. So take a breath. I like me. Consider that rose. Maybe between today and tomorrow, because we're going to play with a whole bunch of pieces and that again tomorrow. All I'm doing is just setting in place 
some things that you already know, but to a great extent, the permission to look at them was taken away as a little kid. No bad people. We're not looking for bad people. Permission to know myself, use my skills, and create what I would like to create. So another breath. Let's come to a stopping place right here. Be complete right here. If your eyes are closed, take another breath and then just gently open them, but see nothing. This is another one of those wonderful things. See nothing and the room's there, out of focus. Then take a second breath, blink your eyes, and allow the room to come to you rather than jumping out of your body. This place that lots of people are interested in talking about is around something called transmediumship. Some people call it channeling. Some people call it schizophrenia, multiple personalities. Some people call it mom in my space. How is it that I give up my seniority to somebody else's energy and I carry that energy around with me for years and years and years? Trying to do what that other person says should be done and doing it in a way that satisfies that energy. But if I don't do it that way, I am not in good shape. I'm, I didn't do it right. I'm not a good person. As silly as that sounds, everybody has somebody else in their space. A little, a lot. But the ability to begin to move a lot of people out of your space is not that complicated once you understand and define the space. Now the breath, we're just playing, setting up something that turns into quite a remarkable place to know yourself. So let me come to a stopping point. Enjoy your evening, day, wherever you are. Blessings. Thanks for spending time with us today. You'll find more resources to enjoy and information about our program courses by visiting MasteringAlchemy.com.